1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, C five, Wayne, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, everyone. This is Stacy Pates and who do I have on the other line?
1: me, Sydney Wee. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. I know. I'm so excited. So excited. This is the Believe Podcast Network. It's LA's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in LA and more. So much to talk about. Sid, since you've been in Spain, well, in a little hiatus to, I don't know, just a little wedding. Um, so, so much has been going on, but first, let's catch up our listeners on what you have been up to
1: oh my gosh, where do I begin? I don't even remember the last time that we spoke. Um,
0: but I think, it was,
1: I think it was 97. Yeah. That was one of my favorite years, to be honest. <laughs> Two years old <laughs> back in the day. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Everything in Spain has been going well, uh, just in a rhythm. Uh, let's see. February. Okay. So and at the end of January, um, we were doing Euro Cup and we ended up losing. And so we got knocked out. Um, and so it was a really good run. We, our team had never done Euro Cup before. And so any territory and wins that we got was new ground. And so to be a part of that was awesome. And then um, we had a Spanish league game and then there was a national team break. Um, and so I was able to go home for that. Finally, got my visa organized and sorted out. And so I have documentation so I can be in Spain. (laughs) And I can say that now because I have the documents. And so it's fine. Um, And then came back for like 10 days and had practice, had one game. And then I came straight back to the States last week uh, because my brother got married this weekend. And so um, I was in Spain, like I said, for about 10 days. My body was so confused, still confused. (laughs) And got back to Phoenix last Wednesday night, was with family all weekend. My brother got married to his beautiful wife, Evelyn, on Saturday. Um, and then I had I came back to Spain Wednesday or Monday. See I, can't keep Spain, it straight. I, know, I came straight back Monday night and then uh, got ended up getting back with the time change and everything Tuesday evening and then went had two practices yesterday and had a practice today. We have a game on Saturday and we're right back into it. Awesome. that's an update for me.
0: (laughs) What month is this? What year is this? We need to keep. Yeah.
1: And it's also a leap year. So like there's an extra day (laughs) that's coming up.
0: (laughs) We're going to be a mess before the year's over. It's
1: just February. (laughs) I know.
0: I know. But in all the good ways, all the good ways.
1: Yes. Every good
0: way. Speaking of the wedding, I love Instagram because I was able to you know, follow everything and to see how beautiful you and your mom looked and your now sister-in-law and your grandmother. It just really blessed me to see everyone. I'm so happy. Oh my goodness. And yeah. Thank
1: you. Yeah. It was, I'm very fortunate uh, that I was able to be there for it. And there is, I don't even know how to compare the emotions that come with a wedding. I've been to weddings before, but to have my older brother, my big mm-hmm. brother get married, I was crying randomly all week. Like I saw an envelope that he, he wrote mom and dad on. And I saw that and I started crying. Aww. And so that was the mental state that I was in. And Aww. then, uh, just seeing him, I was, uh, fortunate to be a bridesmaid. And so it was so cool because, um, we got to our church and, um, you know, it, it felt like a game. It felt like I was getting ready to play a game. Like my, <laughs> my stomach was like in butterflies and it was crazy. And then, um, all of a sudden, like we're outside the church. Cause they did it very traditionally where they didn't want to see each other until she was walking down the aisle. Mm. And so, um, all of a sudden I hear Christians walking down the aisle and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is happening. This is crazy. I'm so excited. And then it was my turn to walk down and I saw him up there with our pastor. My parents were up front in the front row, Mm. my grandparents, my family, I lost it. And I was so proud of him just being up there. And then, like I said, I was on—I was on the side where I could see his face the whole ceremony. And so, when she was walking down the aisle with her dad, I was just watching his reaction. And he, yeah. I've never seen him happier. He was oh. crying. Oh, it was—it was, it was like I get chills talking about it because he, like, to know his journey, to see him grow up, and. To that moment. Oh my gosh. It's just, it was so amazing. And so I'm super grateful for this club here in Spain to let me go be a part of that and to spend time with my family, to to support my, my brother and his wife. And uh, they are in Jamaica right now for their honeymoon as they should be, because what a journey it is to plan a wedding. I've just heard so many stories and then the being pulled back and forth and by family it's amazing but yeah. they have earned their honeymoon and so mm-hmm. yes it was it's been such an amazing week
0: I'm so happy that's great, I think I've been a bridesmaid three hundred and twenty two times oh my gosh uh, yeah no it's that's that's <laughs> that, a big that's, that's a big it? that's a big number, but yes, it's uh, a <laughs> uh yeah, I love weddings, and i I do the same thing like I get fixated on the groom because I love <sighs> some of the reactions and it is it's so precious and so wonderful it is it's beautiful, yeah, oh, I love it, yeah, 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 well, I can't wait to see more pictures, and I'll be calling your mom soon too to get her take on everything and um, yes. Super excited. So happy to hear all the good things going on with you. And there's a lot of news and notes going on around the league. And the first thing I want to start with the Sparks, re signing defensive standout Tiara Ruffin Pratt. How big is that?
1: Huge. Uh, T is, I mean, I want to say that she's the future, but she's now and she has been around. And I think, um, you know, with any league, with any organization, there's people with names and she doesn't necessarily have the name, but her game proves something every single night. And to have that, um, in your corner, to know that she's going to provide a uh, consistent effort, uh, and practices and games, uh, she wants to win and, uh, she knows her role. She's embraced that role. And she, what's beautiful about who she is as a person, she's not, uh, settling into that role. She, she wants to continue to improve every component of her game. Um, and so she's the ultimate competitor, uh, a great person to be around. Uh, so fun to talk to. She's very deep, uh, fun to have life conversations about, Jesus conversations about. Mm-hmm. And so all around great person to have on your roster. And then um, she knows how to get the job done, too. So it's mm-hmm. not a bad combination to have. Definitely. And I love
0: defense, love defense. I'm I, That's my favorite part of, of the game. So watching mm-hmm. her do what she does, getting the work done, she's brilliant. Um, yeah, she is. Talk about someone else that knows how to win. Christy Tolliver's back. She won a championship with the Sparks early in her career and then just won last year another ring. I'm predicting she's going to get a third this season again with the Sparks. What's it going to be like to play alongside her?
1: That's my prediction too. Honestly, <laughs> wherever she goes, a ring seems to follow. Um, and she—that's another one where uh, I grew up watching her um, in college and at Maryland, and then obviously in the league the last uh, couple years that she's been part of it. And um, you know, going against her, uh, she because she was on the Sparks the year before I got to the team, and so then the last three years knowing that she's on the opposing roster, it's like, Oh man, like, Mm -hmm. you know what she's going to bring to the table and you know, her mind. And so to have that now with us, uh, that's amazing. And I can't wait to learn from her, uh, to, to get to know some of her experiences, to watch her as a professional on and off the court, to ask her questions. Um, I think it's going to be amazing. And I know that she has a history with Candace, with NECA, with Chelsea. And so They have that chemistry that you can't teach. It's just there. And so to have that puzzle piece back, I think that's going to be huge for our organization. How about the addition
0: of four-time WNBA champion and former Minnesota star, Simone Augustus, joining her rival, LA Sparks? But you know what? It listen. <laughs> it, it, I would hey. play, I would play with my biggest rival too if it included people like yourself, Candice, Neca, uh, Chelsea, Christy. I mean, what a squad! When you add her as well, talk about Simone Augustus.
1: I mean, let's just go down the line here of all stars <laughs> and champions. Uh, I funny story because I have family in Minnesota, and so every summer since I was a kid, we go there um, for vacation. And my parents ended up running into her at the airport, and they knew that I was a huge fan of uh, the Lynx and Simone specifically, and they asked her for an autograph. And so they had a piece of paper, had her sign it, and they brought it back to me, and I had it in my room, like on my dresser, probably until I went to college. And. Mm to know, it's like one of those moments of like, I get to play with her. Like that is really cool. And I've had a couple of conversations with her and obviously like, uh, throughout being in the league the last few years. And then with USA basketball, um, it it just makes you take, take a step back and, um, see how, how privileged you are to have the opportunity like Christy, to learn from these people. And I've, I've felt that way ever since I've stepped into the league. I mean, look at who I've been surrounded by with the Sparks. And now to add Simone to that mix, and she's a legend.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: she has the championship. She has the trophy. She has the experience. She has the the hard times, too. I, I mean, she's had a full career. And so to add that uh, mentality to your to your roster uh, competitor, a warrior who's seen every battle that you can see – uh, i can 't wait i can 't wait to learn from those two and ask them a bunch of questions they 're going to be so annoyed by me by the end of the season, but <laughs> hey <laughs> that is what they 're here for, and I know that they're they're looking forward to it because where they 're at in their careers and who they are as people um, they want to give back they want to continue to expand the game, and so it 's it 's a blessing to be able to suit up with them mm, I know it 's going to be such
0: a fun season i can i 'm counting the days so let 's let 's stick with Minnesota for a hot second, Maya Moore regarded as one of the greats in the sport. She's gonna sit out her second straight season, uh, also taking herself out of consideration for the Olympics. She's furthering her desire uh, to support social justice and what that means for her. She doesn't feel led to retire. She's just on sabbatical this season again, pushing for the release uh, from prison of a Missouri man she believes is innocent. That man, 39-year-old Jonathan Irons, he was 16 years old at the time of his arrest. There was no, no uh, evidence to suggest that he really was the assailant, but it was burglary assault. Um, but, but back to Maya, just her her stance on social justice to take herself away from what she loves and her livelihood to stand for something bigger than her. Describe what that means uh, to the league, because we all need to stand for something more powerful than us.
1: Yeah, I think that shows um, how we are more than athletes. And she has taken that upon her shoulders and is walking that walk um you know we we are able to show that in different ways we have such a unique uh powerful platform that is only growing and for her to not necessarily use her name but to just have enough faith with her beliefs and know that her heart is pulling her away from the game to pursue this that's incredible and that takes a lot of courage because um in our society and Um, in a lot of cases, even within our own hearts, um, you know, we've been playing basketball for a long time and we each have our own journeys, but it becomes a piece of us and it becomes a little bit of who we are in some cases, but she has enough, um, she's grounded enough to understand this is not who I am. It's what I do. Mm -hmm. And right now I'm, I'm being called to do something else. And she's pursuing that with her whole heart. And I think the characteristics that she shows and that she has shown as a competitor is, leaking into who she is off the court while pursuing this case and getting justice with, for him. And I'm sure for many others that might not even be talked about. And so uh, it's amazing to see her go after that and to do such amazing work within that realm and whether or not she comes back to basketball. Um, her, her mark has been left on the game, obviously for the championships, for the MVP trophies, for all that stuff. But I think even more so for who she is as a person and, this is adding to our legacy. I don't think it's taking away at all from her legacy.
0: I agree with that completely, Sid. And, you know, we're called to be strong and courageous. And you said it. She's very courageous to do this. She met uh, Mr. Irons in 2017 when she visited the Jefferson City Correctional Center where he's an inmate. And something else that I'm really pleased with because, you know, we're we're in a business of winning. And you obviously, especially in between the lines, it's a business. It's about winning. It's about growing the culture. And to be the kind of stellar athlete that she is, um, to get the support from her team, from her teammates, from the league, from the WNBA commissioner, Kathy Engelbert, I just think it says a lot about humanity. And it says a lot about how supported um, you all are as women in the W.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, it's more, it's bigger than basketball. It's more than winning games. It's more than being an athlete. I think it's, uh, it's all about perspective. Um, and when you see Mr. Irons who has been uh, falsely accused of a crime um, at that point, who cares about winning a game? Yeah. Cause this is a life that we're talking about and yeah. she's pursuing that and Uh, basketball I don't want to take away from the greatness that is sports I mean you you have an opportunity to inspire people connect with people I I you know I am all about uh, I'm in the I'm in this lifestyle I'm fortunate to be in this lifestyle I'm not taking away from that at all but there is a perspective that comes with it and I think Maya is reminding us of that perspective of basketball being a platform um, but there is there are other ways to connect and to go deeper outside of the game as well. And so uh, it's amazing to see how the league supports her in that, how the league support her in that. And um, I think all of us athletes, we are, we are seeing and recognizing what she is doing away from the court as well.
0: Absolutely. And prayerfully, Jonathan Irons will uh, get his life back in, in the most mm-hmm. positive of ways and, and uh, be cleared of all those charges and be able to get home with his family. So yes, Maya, amazing. Uh let's turn our attention to the Mercury. This kind of makes sense. Skylar Diggins Smith, uh heading to the Mercury. Your thoughts on that?
1: My gosh, I mean free agency has been wild, hasn't it? Yes. Absolutely <laughs> wild. Yes. Uh yeah, I, I think that's another big three, uh, that's gonna be so difficult to face every night. Um, I mean a three headed monster, Brittany Greiner, Diana Taurasi, and now Skylar Diggins Smith. Um, you know, she took this last year off, um, had a had a baby boy, and uh, spent time, you know, taking her time recovering from that and being a mom and adjusting to that new lifestyle. And I know that she's had some time with USA the last few months, getting her groove back and um, finding a rhythm again on the court. And so this move, um, you know, like you said, it's a business, and everyone's just trying to find the best fit for them as an athlete and as a person. And so. I'm happy that she found an organization that fits her new life, being a mother, being a parent, uh, her husband as well. And um, I know that Diana Taurasi and Penny Taylor, they have a, a son of their own. And so she's going to be able to have great conversa- conversations, I'm sure, with the two of them and um, what it, what it's like to be a new parent and then obviously competitors and killers on the court too. So that's gonna be a dangerous one right there. That's a dangerous team right there.
0: Yeah for sure and I and I also love with uh, the collective bargaining agreement, the new additions to that that really does uh, protect and provide for mothers and for the women who want to be mothers, whether it's uh, freezing their eggs or adoption or you know being away from the game for a piece of time. I just think it says a lot again, to the support and protection that the women are receiving. And the CBAs came at a perfect time, um, mm-hmm. the agreement uh, for Skylar. And, and I just wanna just make a brief mention too, like everybody remembers Michael Jordan's flu game. Uh, that was one game. I wanna talk about Skylar being pregnant um, for a season. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, that's something to talk about.
0: <laughs> that's that's incredible, incredible. Um, and she
1: balled out. Like
0: she, she did.
1: She was playing out of her mind and like didn't say a word like she just did her job yeah
0: yep didn't complain didn't show signs of being tired and yeah I know it's it's completely impressive and um talking a little bit about Diana uh, I think I shared with you I was the first person that ever put her on national television when she was a senior in high school I did a story on her um And I look forward to connecting again with her this season, but I don't know if you saw any of the memorial service at Staples Center. I did. I Mm -hmm. did. Yeah. Her speech was beautiful. And I also love that it was by design that Vanessa Bryant had her speak and had a few other women speak because, um, Kobe was such uh, a a fighter for the W and uh, especially as, as Gigi was, was getting older and, um, doing such great, amazing things on the court as well. He was such a champion for the WNBA and I just truly appreciate how Vanessa uh, put a few of the women at the forefront to speak to that and uh, just to speak to their experiences uh, of what he
1: did and was doing um, for the W. I agree. It was, I wasn't able to watch the whole ceremony, uh, but, but I saw clips after the fact and, uh, to see Sabrina Ionescu up there, and um, and she spoke so eloquently and mm. so calm, and she's a kid, yeah. And she was up there in front of the world, yep. and she gave a beautiful speech. And I love how she's owning who she is, and how Kobe helped her become truly comfortable with the position that she's in, and she's stepping into as as you know the present of the women's game and going into the professional world, it's going to be a transition that she's going to embrace. Um, but she's, and then to have a triple double, you know, on two twenty four twenty, 20, it's yeah. like all these crazy coincidences, if you will. Um, and I know that she has been mourning that loss and she has been playing with this chip on her shoulder with this extra edge and it's her senior year. She has all these different emotions that come with that, trying to pursue a national championship. Plus, she's dealing with some real loss in her life. And so to find the strength to speak at the ceremony, go in, fly into Stanford that night, win the game, basically solidify the Pac-12 championship, get a triple-double, that is that that is something special for a human being oh. I mean not just an athlete or a competitor but a human being so for her to be asked to speak crushed it Diana Terazi speaking showing her heart on her sleeve um, you know they they are taking ownership and continuing to carry the torch of what Kobe uh, stepped into and making it known that women's basketball is here And we're going to take care of the game. We're going to continue to grow it. And hopefully his comrades are going to take over too and be at those games and um, be present more. And I think that's happening. And so uh, it was a very powerful, powerful ceremony. And I I teared up listening to a lot of those speeches and seeing the emotion on a lot of people's faces. I mean, uh, it's still, it's crazy to think that it's already been a month and it still doesn't feel real like, even when I saw the ceremony, I was like, this doesn't, it still doesn't seem real. Agreed. Agreed.
0: Completely agreed. And uh, WNBA commissioner, Kathy Engelbert said that Bryant was the only current or former NBA player that scheduled a meeting to chat with her. It was supposed to be like an hour long. It ended up being over two hours long. And she was just so encouraged and inspired by how much he believed in the women's game. And he even told her, he's like, man, I spent four hours every day on girls sports. And I absolutely love it. And um, wow. I'm so happy that she had that experience. And and I think you're right. And I remember you and I had this conversation early on when this podcast began that I'm like, man, if more NBA players would step up because you're part of the same family. And it's, it's so mm-hmm. important that they uh, be an extension of your voices. And Steph Curry has already started to do that. Um, I believe mm-hmm. he went to the University of Oregon. And um is supporting the women and he's got daughters too and lebron's got a daughter too and this is just it's perfect for um for who they are in the nba world and as parents it's it's there's no better time than now and to continue Mm -hmm. to keep that going and to continue to keep the WNBA growing and i'm excited for the future um me too yeah so earlier this week i was at an event um I love this so much. Like, I feel like I'm kind of your proxy when you're away and it makes me so happy. Like I was at oh, an goodness. event. Wow. <laughs> I know. I, I got it. I know. <laughs> me too. Um, I uh, I was at an event, a Sparks event. Uh, Shanae was there and Kathy Engelbert was there. And sh- they were the two speakers and, and Hootie moderated and Hootie's just adorable and hilarious. Love Hootie. He's so great. Um, And I met his mom. She was precious. Um, But back to Kathy, uh, I'm just going to say it. She is everything. I adore Kathy Engelbert. I think she is a perfect representation of what the league is about. And she's brilliant and kind and thoughtful and I was only, I only spoke to her one on one for maybe five, 10 minutes, but she is tremendous. And the fact that she played a little ball in Indiana makes me happy too, of course, at Notre Dame. Of course, the roots. <laughs> but she's great. Um, what interaction have you had with her? What have you learned about her?
1: I only, when she first got hired, she came around. She went to every WNBA team and introduced herself. Um, and she was at one of our home games and, um, we were able to, if we had questions or if we wanted to, you know, welcome her, which of course we did. Um, that's the only uh, interaction I've had in person, but I've been watching interviews, especially during the CBA, uh, this last month. And, um, I've heard things, nothing but good things about her. And I think you nailed it with, I think she's total package in regards to assertive. She has assertiveness for pushing for us, uh, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't do it in a way that's, um, aggressive or unrealistic i think she is doing everything that she can in her power plus she sees the future she sees big picture and so i think she's taking it step by step um and taking the right steps in the right direction and um she knows the game like yeah. you said she she played a little bit so she knows um she can relate to us she knows um what it's like to be a powerful woman in an industry that is usually dominated by men. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she has a, a super high awareness of what she's gotten herself into. And I think she's up for the challenge and she's been killing it so far.
0: Yeah, she's tremendous. I, I look forward to talking with her more and getting to know her more because you and I both, being surrounded by powerful women is a beautiful thing. And mm-hmm. power, powerful women with integrity. And that's... that's with integrity. That mm-hmm. is key. Yep. That's what matters. Sid, I always love catching up with you. This was fun. I'm happy to give the listeners a little more insight into news and notes around the WNBA. I appreciate your thoughts as always. And uh, I know you got some John Krasinski to to look at before you hit hit the hay and, and spin. Yeah.
1: Hopefully, I can fall asleep. Like I said, my body's like, Sid, where are you? Who are you? What time is it? What is, are you hungry? I don't even know. But it is always the right time to watch The Office and John Krasinski. So you nailed that right there, too. It's like you know me, Stacey. I
0: kind of do. I kind of do. I do. Oh my gosh. When you were saying that, am I hungry? What should I do? It reminded me of there's this hilarious thing. I'll have to, I'll text it to you when I find it, but it's basically like, I'm, I'm tired and hungry and I need to shower, but I don't know in what order I should do it. So I might just take, I might just take a nap with a sandwich in the tub. I don't know.
1: I yep. That's, <laughs> that was me this afternoon. Like I took a nap and I woke up and I literally forgot who I was I believe and it. where I was. Yep. And I had, we were, one of our teammates is sick right now. So we had plans to go and get her, like make her a little get well soon basket and everything. And I'm going to sound like a horrible, horrible person. But when my alarm went off, I was like, no, (laughs) 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 I can't move. Oh no, you don't sound horrible. It was for for, she's, it was for Gio, our sweet, sweet captain. And so, um, yeah, I hope I'm hoping to sleep well tonight, but my gosh, my body does not like me right now. Oh
0: yeah. No, I get it. When I traveled with the NBA, you know, being in, in four cities in five nights, my mom would call me sometimes and I'd still, you know, maybe right before I'd wake up, she didn't know what city I was in. And I'd pick up the phone. She's like, hi, babe. Hi, babe. Where are you? And I'm like, hold on a second. I'd have to look at the hotel phone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am in this region, of the country. <laughs> exactly.
0: This phone says something about, I don't know, mom, it's dark in here. Could, yeah. So I get it. All right, girl, you go get some rest. And as always, it is a pleasure speaking with you. And if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the tunes on I. Wait, rate, rate the tunes? Yeah, rate the tunes. Rate the yeah, show iTunes. on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Find us on Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. And don't forget to follow Sydney and myself on Twitter and Instagram. Sydney is at SwissBaby24 and I'm at Stacey Pates. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And go Sparks.
1: Go Sparks. <laughs> Bye, Sid.